become a part of the church only three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And that's how quickly you can become a pastor in this church. Yeah. Just three weeks. So please sign up at the end of the service. I think we should, we should leave your mic on, Pastor, the whole time, and we can just feel free at any time. I met Julius and his family, and, and I said to him, oh, how long have you been here? He says, one week, and I said, three. And then he goes, you mean 30 years? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's a real privilege. Thank you, Pastor Simon, for the opportunity to speak. And yeah, I just, I said it in the first service, but I hope you recognize what you have in this church. Because there is just such a purity of heart for the Lord. And don't let your own inhibitions or fears get in the way of that. You know, like it's, I've been in a few services because when, when I was a kid, you had to go to church when your dad was the pastor. So that's what happened, right? So I was in down the front row in my pajamas in the night service. Any other pajama kids? Well, no, just, the, just one weirdo in the room, that's me. Um, but yeah, but eventually I, I encountered the Lord for myself rather than the faith of my parents. And I was at a youth camp and I was filled with the Holy Spirit along with a bunch of other young guys, about 12, and we all instantly started crying. And I know there's a God in heaven. That's when I knew for the first time then, I was like, God is real, because I know that, you know, Steezer on my left would regularly swear, and the other guy would steal a bit. And then, but the Holy Spirit just came on them, boom, and they cried instantly like that. And I started speaking in tongues. Um, and I've just had this zeal for God's word and God's presence ever since. And I haven't always followed him with all my heart. That's, that's life. And I've questioned God different times. But I love the fact that if you look up here, there's a huge cross. And that's what we are looking at, the supremacy of Christ. And just before we get into the word, we were just singing about the miracles, God, I believe. And I had this picture. I don't get pictures much. And, and there was this huge field. And it was ready to be sown, as in to throw out the seed for the plants to grow and the harvest to reap, right? And I had this picture. And then I just saw Jesus with a, with a stick. And he, he had just plowed the ground of this, this field, which I believe is this area, he'd plowed it himself and it, and it was effortless for him because he is, does everything. You know, he's immortal. He is all powerful. But I felt that the ground was ready and we were singing, I believe, and often, and I felt that God was saying to us, be the answer to your own prayer. And that's the challenge for all of us, right? Because I love singing about God's power and might and then he turns around and says, here you go. And I'm like, no, 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 that's your job. No, no. It's, and I just felt for each of us that God wants to put a fresh mantle on you for courage. 
and you don't have to all preach like everybody else preaches, but I believe that there is a season now in this city that when you share about Jesus, that people's hearts will be soft. See, Jesus has the prayers of the saints and the Lord Jesus, he's gone along with his almighty stick and it's ready and all we need to do is scatter the seed and the harvest will come in and it will look different for everybody. You know, you don't have to, like I said, preach on the corner. It could be that one person that you know, you just need to consistently pray for them because they're getting under your skin. But God's put them right next to you so he can save them. And then when we can't see, you know, the people that we see come to know Jesus, we don't know what they're going to do for the Lord. You imagine what can happen. So be encouraged, church. And I just want to pray over you the courage of the Lord. So just close your eyes. If you want to lift your hands, the power of the Holy Spirit is here to give you fresh courage. Thank you, Lord God. And I receive that myself, Lord God. Lord, the fields are white under harvest. Who will go, Lord? Like Isaiah said, we will go. Send us. Lord, into the streets, into the universities, into the schools, colleges, workplaces, the city, into the homes, into the prisons, into the hospitals. Lord God, we will go. Lord, give us your words to speak, that we would see a harvest of souls. We would see miracles, Lord God. Lord, let the blind eyes be opened in Jesus' name. Let the deaf ears hear in Jesus' name. Let the lame walk in Jesus' name. Let the dead be raised in Jesus' name. Lord, we are open and ready, Lord God. Send your word, Lord God, and heal and save and deliver, Lord God. You are our redeemer. You are our portion. You are our heavenly, almighty God, and we trust in you. Lord, we will go. And I speak courage over your people right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I commission you to go into the harvest field, to go into the highways and the byways and declare the word of the Lord. I commission you, Lord, as the saints of the Most High God, that you will go forth in the spirit of Elijah and fire. Lord, you go out in power, in the power of the Holy Spirit, that same power that... Jesus from the dead dwells within you because you believe. Come on, stand to your feet if you have received that courage. Come on, stand and begin to thank the Lord for a fresh anointing, a fresh mantle, a breakthrough is on your life right now. Lift up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Thank you, Lord, for the shield of faith, Lord, to dispel the fiery arts to the den of them. Lord God, shoes shot for the preparation of the gospel of peace. Lord, we step into it. Come on, church, step into it right now. Begin to move your feet, begin to churn the soil of hearts in Jesus' name. Prophesy, prophesy in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your people that are willing in the day of your power. Lord, step into it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. The name of Jesus is above every name. Lord God, do your work, Lord, and we will go in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, grab a seat, church. Thank you. You can slowly fade out, brother. Why don't we thank our worship team this morning? You can seat with the rest of the saints if you like. Yeah, thanks, mate. You're a real blessing. <laughs> Well, mm. 
Thank you, Lord, for your word. It's quite astounding. What, you, what is the well that is here? What God will do? I'm truly excited. Because Pastor Simon and Jane, their, heart, their hearts are open to the king. And there's no guile in them. You know, they've had their battles and they've seen things and been through things, but you can trust them with your hearts and the oversight, the leadership of the church. And ultimately, Christ is the head of this church. Thank you, Lord. I'll just read from Colossians 1, 15. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church, this church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. I feel like I need to be rapping this. <laughs> I can't rap. <laughs> that would be scary. So that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Now, when we decided to go through this book, I wanted you to have that image of the cross because in our walk and following Jesus, we often have a lot of add-ons and that's different for every person, but Jesus can be obscured by just events in our lives, whether it's triumphs or tragedies or whether it's obsessions with certain things, whether it's sports or a certain football team or whatever it is, Jesus kind of gets put off or he, he shrinks or diminishes in our eyes. But what we need is this, such a passion and a zeal for the Lord Jesus Christ that he is so all-consuming and large, larger than anything as he is, you know, that if, he has, if we have that image of Jesus and we worship him, then it says we become like him. And when you become like Jesus, it becomes easier to, to speak about him, to share about him, because you just cannot help but share what he has done. Because every day you're, you're trying to meet with him, and then when he meets with you, you're blessed, and that overflows into what you're doing. And those people that are hard to speak to become easier to speak to, because the love of Christ flows through us. It's shed abroad in our hearts. It's amazing. I just wanted to encourage you this morning, Tim, uh, Timothy, over in the center, he works, does a great job. And we were chatting in the week about you weren't sure who to give food to and who not to. And I don't mean to embarrass you, brother. I do want to encourage you. But I felt that God sees your heart and he sees your love for the people. And he knows, yeah, he does. Yeah. And just to continue faithfully and, and he knows that you don't always know who's what and what and who to give to what, but just to keep being faithful and you'll see God's glory come and people will be ministered to, and they are. And they'll come to know Jesus and you'll have such great reward this year, brother. So we thank you. Yeah, thank you, Lord. So I want us to look at, first of all, who is the God we worship? That should be, yeah. Because I grew up kind of worshiping God, but then sometimes I'd hear about God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit and, and all of those and the complexity and the mystery of God. And I wanted us to clarify it, and I've really enjoyed this week. You get blessed when you look into God's word, right? You discover the living word, Jesus. In this first word, I went right back to Genesis 1. In the beginning, 
God. It says God created the heavens and the earth. And that word for God there is Elohim, a Hebrew word. And it means like the, majest, the majestic or the glorious creator. He's the one who created, put the stars in place. Did you know that all of the, the grains of dust on the earth, he knows the weight of them? It says that in scripture. I was just, <laughs> you know, blows the brain, right? Every grain of dust, he knows the weight. He named each star. Amazing. That is God, our creator, Elohim. And secondly, in, in Genesis chapter two, it flips and, and it adds, and the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. And that word for the Lord is Yahweh. And that word for Yahweh, for God, is that more personal relationship with us as people, the Lord God. And you'll see through scripture that there are different names for God that highlight his different attributes, his divine nature. You know, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner. There's these, there's these particular moments in scripture. And it, even the, the, the plural nature of God, let us make man. So the Trinity is hinted, and hinted at right back in the Old Testament. Or when they're making the Tower of Babel, and then God says, let us go down and see what they're doing. You know, there's just these little hints and around Abraham and different things. So it's so much, and, and I appreciate your grace this morning for talking a little bit about the Trinity because it's this incredibly huge topic that Bible scholars have been wrestling with for 2,000 years. But I feel like God has set it up like that because we need to have a mystery to God. And our logical human minds try to squish God down into, right, I've figured out X, Y, Z, and I've got you sorted, God. But then God stays small. But we need God to be so large and expansive that he goes beyond everything that we can imagine. So just keep that perspective of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we'll learn more about him in a moment. So we worship the same God today. So next slide. Thanks, brother. Just checking it is a brother. It is indeed. <laughs> As soon as Jesus, the son, was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven opened and he saw the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit of God, the second person of the Trinity, descending like a dove and alighting on him and a voice from heaven. The father said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. So God, we don't serve three gods, it is one God. It's defined one nature or one in essence, being and substance, consisting of three divine persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And I still have that mystery, and may it continue till he comes again, Lord God. So Jesus, first of all, Jesus is God. The Son is the image of the invisible God, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So somehow, God himself just, but look at the humility of our God, that he would come from creating stars and galaxies to come and be born and as a baby in, in ancient Judea in this incredibly dangerous time in history and grows up and, and is born and, and dies for our sins. Just the humility of God. He emptied himself, it says, and became nothing. And then God exalted him. 
and given him a name that is above every other name. That is Jesus. He is God. Hebrews 1, 1 to 3, in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. You will hear many voices on the internet. Have you seen the ramping up of communication? It's just going to exponential level. Every day we are bombarded with messages and images saying, this is the way you're supposed to do it. This is the way, follow this, follow this, follow me. Jesus says, ultimately, the last days he has spoken to us through his son. We come back to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I tell you what, church, you're in the right place because we are supposed to theology and community. We're supposed to discover Jesus together, not in isolation. When you see someone drift out from the church, draw them back, catch up with them, meet with them. There's strength together. You've all seen in uh, the herd of, <laughs> of animals when there's a, a slight one that goes off to the side, the lions always pick them off. There's dinner. Don't let anyone in the church become dinner. I haven't heard that one before, but uh, sorry. Anyway, moving on. Here we go. This, <laughs> the sun is the ray. No, we just need to keep cracking on. Okay. <laughs> You right out there? <laughs> okay, just checking. Number two, Jesus is the firstborn over all creation. Jesus is the Lord of creation. He is the firstborn. It's speaking of his pre-existence. You know, right back in the beginning, there was God. And Jesus was there. Jesus, the Son. God, the Holy Spirit. He is not a creature, but he is the eternal creator he was in the world and though the world was made through him Jesus the world did not recognize him number three I've got numbers here so it's to keep you in hope all right I think I've got how many have I got here seven <laughs> Jesus existed before no sorry Jesus everything was created through him and for him for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Everything. Thank you for your word, Lord. Number four, Jesus existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. At a very small, minute level, he holds everything together. The seat you're sitting on, your body holds together. The particles, the, the very, <laughs> the elements of the universe, the fact that we are exactly the right distance from the sun, all of these things, the the perfectness of our creation. It's all held together by Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, that is Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. Number five, Jesus, the head of the church, which is His body. He is the head of the body, the church. We're a part of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we're Christians, but ultimately, he is our head. And when things happen in our lives, I just want to encourage you that Christ is working in that. When I've looked back on my life, 
Hindsight is a beautiful thing, but when you're in something, can I encourage you right now, if you're in a trial, you're in some form of sickness in your body, can I encourage you that God is there with you? He's closer than your skin. He's right with you. God with us, Emmanuel. Question God. You don't understand what's going on, but if I can encourage you that I can personally attest after 51 years of life that when I've looked back, I can see that I didn't like it and it was hard, but God was working and ordering my steps. Is anyone else? <laughs> it wasn't easy, but see what happens is we are shaped into the image of Christ. We can either soften our hearts to him or we can get hard and pull away. So be encouraged to soften your heart. God is love. His plans that he has for you are to give you a future and to give you a hope. Thank you, Lord, for your promises. No matter how many promises of God, they are yes in Christ. And so we say the amen to his glory. Thank you, Lord. You're working all things together for good. Number six, Jesus, the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might have first place in everything. Now, the title of this series through Colossians is The Supremacy of Christ. That word supremacy or preeminence, that is the only time in the New Testament that that word is used. It's amazing. I didn't know that. It was like the writers of the New Testament and the Holy Spirit reserved that one particular word just for the Lord Jesus Christ. It means that you hold the first place in rank and position. There is no one else above him. He is the Lord of all lords. He is the king of all kings. He rules in absolute authority and power. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. And number seven, which we've already alluded to, the first place in everything, Jesus. You know that word dwell, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. That was permanently. Permanently. Thank you, Lord. And number eight, reconciliation for all through the cross. And through Jesus to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. The Lord Jesus came and he died, but he didn't stay dead. <laughs> he rose again. We can't ever just wash over that thought, but literally the perfect son of God who was pure in every single way. There was no guile in him. There was no sin in him. Yet he went as like a sheep to the slaughter. He went on our behalf. He did it so we don't have to. And he was a perfect sacrifice. And what happened was, it says that the, the devil, he wouldn't have put him to death if he knew what, what, was, what was going to happen. That's a paraphrased version. But God in his mystery in Christ went to the cross on our behalf. And we can't pay the penalty for our sins. We can never be good enough. But Jesus died for us. And then what did he do? He rose from the dead. He conquered sin. So sin does not have any hold on us anymore. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of 
God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. You don't have eternal life just when you're dead. You have it now. You have eternal life now. Your spirit, if it is alive in Jesus, is going to go on forever. And when you die, do not fear death. You're gonna go straight into the presence of Jesus. Isn't that a wonderful thought? If you fear death, do not fear death anymore. You go straight into the presence of God. What a glorious reunion to see our King face to face. Just gonna pray a prayer in a moment. And that is for us as a church. And I thank you again. I feel like I'm a part of this family. You know what? It feels like I've been here for months, not three weeks. There's a, there's a purity and an essence of God that is residual in the place and in the people. God is here. He is. And if you don't know him, this is the perfect opportunity. It says if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. As far as the east is from the west, so far he will remove your sins from you. So when we pray this prayer, God will instantly regenerate your dead spirit and make it come alive. See, our, our sins make our spirits dead, but Jesus makes them alive. We come alive as Christ was raised from the dead and we confess our sins and believe in him. Our dead spirits, boom, come alive. There's new life. You can feel it in the room and in the people. The life of the spirit of God is in this place. You are resurrected people. You are living in eternal life. Sure, our bodies will pass away, but we will go on forever to glorify our King and spend eternity with Him. I'm gonna fly and surf and skate. Skateboard, as in I've done it, but you, you get hurt too much. Um, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your people. Lord, I bless them in the name of the Lord. I set them apart for you as we have prayed, Lord, to be messengers of hope and Lord we come before you now as our ultimate sacrifice our saviour Lord we can't save ourselves only you can save us Lord thank you for your blood that sets us free thank you Lord if you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life for the first time or if you need to do it again, I wanna take this opportunity now to pray. And you'll know if God's talking to you. But if that's you, I'll urge you to pray. Maybe let's pray together and just repeat after me the simple prayer. And God promises to come and set us free from sin and give us eternal life and we can follow him all the days of our lives. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me. I repent of my sins. I choose to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's just keep our eyes closed for a moment. If you prayed that for the first time, or you knew that you needed to do it again, 
I'm not going to ask you to come to the front, but I would like to pray a prayer of blessing over you and acknowledge your decision. This is no small thing. You're putting your hand in the hand of God, your maker. So if that's you, just give me a quick wave. Anyone this morning that made Jesus the Lord of their life for the first time or you did it again? Thank you, sister. Thank you for your courage. Anyone else? Yep, brother. Yep. Awesome, bro. Yep. Thank you, sister. Lord, I thank you for these amazing people. Lord, they put their hand up and they said, Lord, I need you. And that's all our prayer, Lord. We need you. I pray that you would minister to them right now and I speak a blessing over them, Lord, that you would guard them from the fiery darts of the enemy. Lord, that you would help them to be established in this church and in relationship with other Christians. Lord, I speak a blessing over them. They will be the head and not the tail. They will be above and not beneath. They will lend and not borrow. Lord, they will go from strength to strength, from glory to glory, because Lord Jesus, you have entered their hearts. And I pray, Lord, that they would awaken to you. Lord, that you would stir them right now, Lord God, by your Holy Spirit. We declare blessing over them and we welcome them into the family of God. Come on, let's welcome the church. Give them a hand. If you, you are struggling to um, be free from something it could be anxiety it could be worry it could be any of those things would would you mind standing for me please would you mind doing that thank you thank you yeah i think there's a few more but i i don't want to yeah i just believe today that god has a a, a special invitation to offer you freedom from some things. And um, the Bible says of Jesus when he was crucified and he went to hell, he took captivity captive. And some things take us captive that we need to invite Jesus to take that captivity captive. And um, if you're anywhere near these people, if they don't mind, please ask permission. Just reach your hand out towards them. Just reach your hand out towards them because it's not about what the pastor says or it's about God doing something for people and he loves you and he wants to do something for you. He wants to bring freedom. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. At the back here too, if you wouldn't mind. Thank you. Yeah. Lord Jesus, we do thank you so much that you aren't just a God of words you're a God of power. And I thank you that your power is not like the power of the world that comes with muscles and might. You come in gentleness and love and mercy and you just break things that are seeking to break us. I stand opposed to this anxiousness in Jesus' name. I bind you in the name of Jesus. And I pray your hearts would be bound with cords of love. I pray that God's perfect love 
will break and bust everything that seeks to hold you back, hold you in, hold you restricted. May his perfect love cast out of you all fear, all anxiety. Let that working of your spirit in people, Lord, the working of your love by your spirit in people through the blood of Jesus bring freedom. We pray, Lord God, for our minds. Our minds are often the gateway to such things. And we pray, Lord God, you would put roadblocks in the way of Satan's tactics. When the enemy comes in like a flood, which he will, because he won't stop himself, he can't stop himself, help these people to raise a standard. Right at the beginning of that, that journey inwardly, Lord, those neuro pathways, we pray, Lord God, you put a block right in the middle where there is anxiety that could so easily come, they would start praising. Where there are things that so easily take them down this, this kind of highway in their heads to places of despair, Lord God. Let worship begin in the name of Jesus. Let your wonder be manifest in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us in this room, you know, you're living under demonic oppression. This isn't just you've got an anxiety issue. There's a demonic presence that seeks to destroy what God is doing. And I take authority over it in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us very clearly that the thief came to steal and destroy. And it speaks there of the work of Satan. But Jesus said, I have come that you should have life and life in all its fullness. And now, church, I want us all to lift our voices and pray for freedom, freedom from any demonic influence that is seeking to destroy and distort what God wants to give and what God wants to do in the lives of people. And there are some people who are not standing that you should be standing because this is the breakthrough you've been waiting for. By the blood of Jesus Christ, through the cross of the risen God, I declare your freedom and liberty from any demonic influence in the name of Jesus Christ. All spiritual forces of darkness that seek to rob, to steal, and destroy. I bind you and cast you from people's lives in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray, Lord, that the light of your love, the light of your word, the light of your hope and truth would come and flood every part of their bodies right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now you're going to have to test this stuff, you know, whenever you get home. I'd say to people, I'm... I, my kind of area, I suppose, that I, I am most drawn to is not the preaching. It's, it's ministering to people on a one-to-one -one basis. And I have been so blessed over the years to see God bring freedom where people thought they couldn't have freedom. If any of you need to talk to me, please, please come. I'd love to meet you properly. We'd love to pray with you because there are some things that happen in our lives that we can't be free from, not because we don't want to be free, but there are generational dynamics that are at work. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are soul and spirit hurts that have happened to us that cause this atmosphere to be something that the enemy seeks to use for his reasons. Let me ask you, if you can just give me a straw poll, is rejection a big issue? That's a gateway, it's a gateway for all of these things for the enemy to take his place in our lives. Ungodly belief systems, we think things about ourselves, things about God that aren't true. And then of course, when we deal with all of that, we find that the enemy has no legal right to any part of our lives. We may need to forgive some people, we may need even to repent of some things because forgiveness and a lack of repentance or unforgiveness and a lack of repentance keeps us tied to a contract with something or someone that actually Jesus came to set us free. And I wanna to say to you today that God is in the business of setting people free. Who the Son sets free 
will be free indeed. And speaking of freedom, can I congratulate this wonderful young couple? They've just got engaged. Why don't you stand for us, please? Come on. Congratulations. <laughs> and would I be right in saying you've got matching outfits on today? Uh, uh, it does look like that, it does look like that. When you get older, you tend to do that, but you're doing it right from the beginning. That's, that's, that's really good, that's really good. Well, congratulations. When, when did he pop the question? Yesterday, oh, that's wonderful, that's wonderful. Congratulations. And he liked it so much, he put a ring on it. That's great, isn't it? And I've just seen it sparkling under the lights. It looks very impressive, it looks very impressive. Well done, sir, well done, sir. It, it's good news, isn't it? Um, loads of things to tell you as we finish. We've got our men's breakfast coming up on the 24th. Please get connected to this. Do you know this young man is, is the son of a man that was in charge, I believe, of the Church of Pentecost in Ghana, which is a church of over three and a half million people. Three and a half million people. Um, and you know, if, is anybody from Ghana? Give me a wave, you're from Ghana, you're from Ghana. You know, <laughs> you're from Ghana. <laughs> okay, if you, if you go to Ghana, it's, the, it's you know, his kingdom come taxi service. It's his will be done hairdressers. Everywhere you go, <laughs> everywhere. And who doesn't want his will done when it comes to your hair? You do want. <laughs> As well, Ghana is the most amazing country. And, and Caleb is with us, Dr. Caleb is with us on Saturday the 24th. Gentlemen, please sign up online for that. Also to let you know, this Thursday we have our prayer and intercession meeting. Pastor Richard led us on Thursday of last weekend. It was absolutely brilliant. Such a life about the place, such a life about the place. It's great to have you both, have you all with us. Nice to have you too. Um, the Bible study will not be taking place tomorrow night. Vic is under the weather with the flu. Has anybody had the flu? Well, keep it to yourself, okay? <laughs> Just keep it to yourself. Just try and, you know, in some things we cast off restraint. In other things we put on restraint. Just keep it to yourself. I, I don't need it. Volunteers, volunteers. We have a volunteer night on the 13th of February. What we thought we would do this year, because we have such an amazing team of volunteers. This church runs, the backbone of this church is the volunteers that give up their time and their energies, their resources and their gifts to serve God, whether it's a life group or it's on the door, or it's the worship team. None of this just happens by accident. And every year we've tried to take a little moment out just to celebrate these wonderful people. And this year we're, we're outsourcing our celebration because I think it's wrong to get the volunteers to volunteer on the volunteers night to make things happen. Don't you think that's just slightly sad? It's sad. So we're going, we're going to a lovely hotel uh, just in the Harbone area. It's a secret. Only I know the address. And I will tell you if money exchanges hands. But that's the 13th of February. And uh, if you're a volunteer currently in any of our teams, please make sure you sign up for that. Uh, over 55s, if you're over 55, which of course doesn't apply to me. Um, prime time, stop laughing, that's not nice. Stop laughing. Prime time will be taking place on Thursday the 16th of February. Anybody been baptized yet? Do we have anybody who needs to be baptized? Give me a wave if that's you. Well, who gave their lives to Jesus just now? You need to be baptized. Yeah, okay, on the, on the Easter Sunday morning, the 31st of March, we're gonna have a baptism service as we celebrate the breakthrough Jesus has created for us 
a break away from sin, more importantly, a breakthrough into relationship with God. And we're gonna ask you, if you've not been baptized, to come along and uh, to the class and sign up for that. One final thing for me before we bless you to go into your day is we have a, a young lady come into our ladies gathering. Her name is Lori and uh, she's the most wonderful lady. She loves Jesus so incredibly, so passionately and she's got a very strong prophetic ministry and she's gonna be with us here, ladies, on Saturday the 9th of March between 10 and 12 and you can sign up for that online. It's gonna be a great day. Shall we stand? I want you just to say this with me if you can. My God is able to do immeasurably more than I ask or imagine according to his power that is at work in me. I want that just to sit in the atmosphere a moment because for us to fully immerse ourselves in the great story of God, We've got to move past the self-consciousness into a provision that's been afforded to us through the finished work of Jesus Christ. My God is able to do immeasurably more than all I could ask or imagine according to his power that is at work in me. Should we try it again? Because as you go out into this world, you're gonna, you're gonna need to see that. You ready? Yes. My God. Is able to do immeasurably more than I could ask or imagine according to his power within me. So, Father God, I pray according to the power that lies within your people, do immeasurably more this week. That means there's no increment of measurement that can describe. Do immeasurably more that all that we ask, and many will be asking, or indeed imagine, and Lord, I pray for an awakening in our imagination to dream the dreams and to perceive the world the way that you want us to perceive it. According to your power at work in us, Lord, just release your kingdom in us and release your kingdom through us. And all God's people said, amen. amen. God bless you, church. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful week.